Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast presented by TideTalkSports.com. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, it's been a been a while since uh, we got a recording. That is, uh, you know, we went live on YouTube a few weeks ago, but it's uh, about time we get back into swingy things. That's for sure. Yeah, the the guys are uh, in fall camp right now. They're getting back in the swing of things, so it's time for us here at Tide Talk to, to do the same thing. Of course, on our website, TideTalkSports.com, uh, we're putting out articles almost daily, at least three or four times a week. Uh, you can head over there right now to check out the practice report from the last couple of days. Uh, Lane breaks down Saban's press conference from today. So uh, a lot is happening on TideTalkSports.com, and a lot's going to be happening here on the Tide Talk podcast as well. Uh, but like Jake mentioned, we wanted to get back in the swing of things here. It's been a few weeks since we've done a podcast. Uh, and, you know, while we're talking about the podcast, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform that you listen to us on. And also leave us a five-star review. That helps us out a great deal. Uh, Jake, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, – a fall camp here in just a little bit, but we do have a few questions uh, from, from Twitter. Uh, I want to go through those and I'll, I'll, I'll just, what I'll do is I'll ask them and you can kind of give your take or your answer. And then I'll just kind of, I'll kind of piggyback off of you and we'll kind of have a dialogue on that. And uh, we'll kind of go through these questions real quick and then we'll talk a little fall camp and wrap things up. All right. So, with that being said, let's uh, Ricky, our boy Ricky, he was the first guy to, to comment on our on our post there on Twitter about you know questions for the podcast, and uh, he he asked, who do we think the eventual starter at center is for Alabama this football season? Man, um, that's a very good question from our boy Ricky. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk. Since, uh, since he's been in the program, uh, he was the future uh, center at uh, at Alabama. That is uh, Dalcourt, and uh, I believe I believe he he's been getting some uh, first string uh, appearances uh, with the, with the first string offense, and uh, I think uh, I think he's going to get the get the green light at uh, center this year. Um, so um, that that's who I'm I'm picking for that. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think it's obvious that the coaching staff really likes Darren Dalcourt mm-hmm. because Saban is a guy that that it's important to him for somebody to have experience. Uh, he likes mature players, and obviously Chris Owens is that guy. He's a fifth year guy there at Alabama. Uh, he's always been a good, you know, leader for the team. Uh, he's a solid player, but but with with the position. And the offensive line at center, it's such an important position. And, of course, Landon Dickerson had to play it last year yeah. uh, when Deontay Brown come back from his suspension. And uh, I think getting the center position nailed down is something that may not even happen until we get to the regular season. But, I, I mean, I, I think maybe to start with it may be Chris Owens. But I, I'm with you. I don't see any way that Darian Dalcourt is not eventually the guy there at center he's just too talented too many people are raving about him being a special talent there along the offensive line and I mean there's been people say that 
that he has a chance to be the best center that Saban's had at Alabama. And that's, you know, you're talking about guys like Ryan Kelly. Uh, you know, Will, William Vallejos was a solid center back in the day. Yep. Barrett Jones played center. So, I mean, that's there's a lot of high praise around Darren Dalcourt. And uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before he is, uh, he is you know, put there in the starting position at center. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's no knock, uh, like you said, on, uh, on Chris Owen. He um, he's a talented player, but you know, Dalport just has that. I don't know. He just has that it factor to me, and uh, and he just like you said, he's uh, he's some you know he's been talked about a lot uh, since he's been down there. So, uh, like you said, I you know I could see Owen starting out, but eventually, I believe, like you said, Dalport's going to make his way on the field and and solidify that center position uh, for the future, for the Tide. Yeah, you know, and it's something we've talked about all summer long, and uh, there's about eight or nine guys in the offensive line room that could start pretty much anywhere in the country. <laughs> so regardless of the starting five, it's going to be a really good starting five and, and probably one of the best, if not the best, starting five in all of college football. So uh, – I'm really not concerned about it, but it is one of the big questions surrounding the program right now. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, that starting five, I don't see how any uh, defense alignment or linebacker is going to penetrate that line uh, the way it's set up now. I mean, that's that's scary. And, you know, off the rails a little bit, but, I mean, every position in Alabama, I mean, offensively and defensively, it's that. And it's crazy to see. Yeah, it's uh, the the team is definitely talented. So, mm-hmm. and of course, everybody yeah, that's kind of goes without saying. But uh, let's let's kind of go on to the next question. We're going to skip this one. This is going to be the last question we go over because I think it's the the one that may, you know, we may talk about the most. And but the next one we're going to go to is uh from, from Matt RP. That's at Matt RP on Twitter. So make sure you give him a follow. Uh, he's very interactive with us there on Twitter, and we appreciate his support. Mm-hmm. But he wants to know, by midseason, who do we see getting the most reps at tight end? Man, that's, uh, that's a good question. Now, Forrestal, you know, he's been solid. Um, and um, depending on what kind of – what kind of, I think we, we maybe do – most of the time I've done a two tight end set. Um, so, but – Honestly, I think uh, Billingsley, I think uh, he's going to be the guy. I mean, a lot of people have talked about him since he's been down there as well. And, and uh, he's emerging as a playmaker uh, every every single day and every single practice. And uh, he can uh, he can block really well, too. So he's got, you know, he's got a he's a complete package tied in, as Ricky said. So um, I believe that Billingsley will eventually be the guy at tight end. I, I think I think you're gonna see rep split pretty much between four different guys and and it may be based on situation and packages, but I think you're gonna see, you know, pretty similar snap counts for, for Billingsley, Tucker, uh Forstall and Tennyson. Because mm-hmm. Forstall and Tennyson have been in the program a long time. One's a red shirt senior and one's a red shirt junior. So uh, they, they both have a lot of experience at Alabama. Of course, Tucker is a graduate transfer. He didn't transfer to Alabama not to play. 
And of yep. course, Billingsley is is probably the the most you know athletically gifted of the bunch. So I think you're going to see uh, a, cases where you know in certain packages we're going to have both Forstall and and uh, uh, let's say Tennyson on the field at the same time. And then you're going to see certain packages where we have Billingsley and Tucker on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one of them playing. I think as far as snap counts go. I think they're going to be relatively close between those four players. Uh, I don't think we have an elite tight end on the roster like an O.J. Howard or or an Irv Smith Jr. I think Billingsley has a chance to be uh, maybe maybe down the road. But right now we don't have that elite guy at tight end, so it's going to be more by committee and, you know, by design and, and uh, you know, different formations and stuff like that. But I think overall the four guys that I mentioned – will kind of split those reps pretty evenly, in my opinion. I agree with that 100%. But let's see, moving on, I'm trying to make sure I didn't, don't miss anything. Uh, do you – I don't see anything else here. A lot of people are talking about Dalcourt. Everybody's liking Dalcourt. Of course, that's what we talked about when we were talking about him and Chris Owens and, us, you know, uh, at Just Beat Bama. On Twitter, he he replied that he thinks Landon Dickerson may be center. Right. Uh, so I mean, I guess that is a possibility, but I think his best position is guard, uh, and I think he he could play right alongside Evan Neal on the right side of that offensive line. And you think about our, you know, outside of center, left tackle and left guard. Left tackle is going to be Alex Leatherwood. Left guard is going to be Deontay Brown. Mm-hmm. Both NFL players. On the right side, you got at right guard, Landon Dickerson, and at right tackle, uh, Evan Neal. Both are going to be NFL players. Evan Neal, Evan, Evan Neal will probably be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Uh, not this coming draft, but the next draft. So uh, that offensive line is talented. I know we talked about that a minute ago, but I just saw that comment about Dickerson maybe being that center, and I guess it's a possibility. We have, I think we have three guys that could play that position at a very high level, and that's that's Chris Owens, Darren Dalcourt, and Landon Dickerson, and 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 even Emil Echior, he could play that if we had to, but I think he's settling in at guard. Yeah, and it, it's going to be one of the three: Chris Owens, Darren Dalcourt, or Landon Dickerson. But in, in my opinion, it's down to Dalcourt and uh, Chris Owens. But we're going to move on now to uh to one one of the best supporters of our of our podcast and of our website. And that's Steven's two cents. Uh, he's at RTRSTL80. Uh, like I mentioned, he's he's our good friend. He, he supports us a lot there on Twitter and, and through our podcast and uh, on our website. And we really appreciate Steven and, and what he's what he's meant to us over these past few months and I guess probably a year or so now. Yeah. But uh, Steven wants to know, is Georgia relevant as an opponent? Uh now that uh, Jamie Newman has opted out, huh. well, I told him. So let's, I, let's 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 go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I told him I was uh, I was excited to answer his uh, his question earlier, uh, just with the fact that now one of my bold predictions that we have up as an article that you can go read on TyTalkSports.com. Um, one that full prediction was that Florida was going to beat Georgia this year and win the East. Now more than ever, it's you know 
it's no, I'm not going to say it's a guarantee lot because I mean we know Georgia uh, has will have a great defense, but you know there's already question marks coming in on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think really they only have one elite receiver, and who knew who was going to throw throw to him, and um, and they got a good running back, and but they lost. I believe they lost three or four offensive linemen to the draft. So, I mean, you got to replace, a, you know, three of the four, three of the five. So, I mean, it's it's going to be tough for Georgia. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But but I'm I'm feeling very confident about my bold prediction on that right now, especially this news coming out today. Well, just to, to touch on the, the Jamie Newman situation, uh, I, I wonder how guys like, Greg McElroy and and all these other different people in the media who have just praised Jamie Newman like he is the greatest quarterback to ever transfer into an SEC program and mm-hmm. uh, how he was I mean but I mean it, it's fine to think that but it's not like the guy lit up the ACC <laughs> right and the ACC only had one great team and that's Clemson <laughs> right I mean I the, that's that's what makes it so hard for me to 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 wrap my head around the fact that all these people are so high on him. Sure, I mean he's six four, six five, two thirty, two forty, very athletic, has a strong arm, but you know there's a lot more to playing quarterback than all those things. Yeah. So, I mean, I I just I, I didn't see it. I watched I watched a bunch of his tape. Uh, against the the better teams in the ACC, and like Jake mentioned, that there's very few good teams in the ACC. He just was not very good and very consistent. So I was not extremely high on Jamie Newman. He may prove me wrong at the next level, but him opting out, I I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think it probably has more to do with what he saw there at the competition with JT Daniels than, than anything. Yeah, I think JT Daniels is a talented quarterback. I think he's the better quarterback between him and Jamie Newman. Yeah. So, I, I, and and I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know Jamie Newman. I'm not meaning to throw shade at him, but that, that's just kind of my two cents on that. Uh, but I, I, I don't see that affecting the game between Alabama and Georgia very much. I think Alabama uh, is going to have a very, very good offense. I mean, pretty much everybody returns besides Tua, Judy, and, and, and Ruggs. And I know that's a lot, but we still have two of the – you could say two of the top three or four wide receivers in the country, mm-hmm. arguably the top top running back in the country, arguably, arguably the top offensive line in the country. So the offense has plenty of firepower. Now, Georgia will have a really good defense, and they'll, they'll play physical on defense, and, you know, they'll, they'll rough us up some, but – uh, we we've put points on Georgia before, so I, I don't I don't see that being uh, a major issue, and I just don't see a way that Georgia can score more than seventeen points or so against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, a lot of that has to you know we'll, we'll we'll see when the season gets here, and you know we have a little more scouting on on both of the teams, but just looking at the teams right now and what they have returning, and like Jake mentioned. They're replacing, you know, three or four on the offensive line. They have one uh, playmaker out wide, a proven playmaker out wide in George Pickens, Uh, especially with Blaylock going down with the ACL injury again just last week. 
they're unproven at quarterback. Uh, Zamir White was a very talented guy coming out of high school, but he's he's unproven at the college level. So they they have a lot of question marks on offense. So I I don't see them as of this moment being able to score more than you know seventeen to twenty points in Tuscaloosa, and that's just not not going to be enough to beat Alabama. Yeah, talking about the the injuries at Georgia, um, ACL. Hmm. Makes you makes you kind of wonder. <laughs> um, Scott Cochran effect. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I don't know how much Scott has to do with the with the weight program there at Georgia. I'm sure he has a little bit of input because of his his history, but uh, I don't wish injuries on anybody. But uh, I, I I do feel like it was time for a change, and we have talked about it. I know people are probably tired of hearing about it. We have talked about how happy we are to have Dr. Matt Ray and David Blue on staff. And, and if you just look at some some of the players right now, they, they look different. They have different body types. The one that has stood out the most to me is LeBron Ray. LeBron Ray looks like a different dude this year than any of his time in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Saban even mentioned him today. Uh, in his press conference. And, and like I mentioned, you can go to TideTalkSports.com and, and our buddy Lane, he, he put up a, a good piece of kind of breaking down what, what Coach Saban had to say today after practice. So check that out on TideTalkSports.com. But I, I think LeBron Ray is a guy that we really need to be watching out for. And, you know, just just what Dr. Ray and, 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 and Coach Ballou have been able to do in the six month, months that they've been there is really impressive especially considering the, you know, the pandemic going on and, you know, it was a lot of Zoom meetings early on and, you know, you were kind of having to rely on the players doing what they were supposed to be doing. And uh, I just think it's really impressive what they're doing. And I cannot wait to see them on the field competing uh, against Missouri uh, here in just, what, three weeks or so? Yeah, man, I'm excited. We need football back in this stressful time that we're going through right now. Oh, man, it's – I, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do uh when 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 album season gets here because like I feel like that's all I have to look forward to right now. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh and, and, and I have a great live, but uh, it's just it's just it feels like it's been so long since I've I've been able to watch Alabama play and you know and, and you know, last season of course we went we Alabama won eleven games, but you know, like Joshua McMillan said, I think it was yesterday in his little his little uh, press conference that, you know, it's kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, at Alabama, we're used to making the playoff, used to competing for the, we're used to competing for the national championship. So, so last year was a little bit of a disappointment. And, uh, you know, I'm glad him and, and guys like Dylan Moses are back to, to kind of help uh, lead the defense back in the right way, in the right direction, you know, get it back to the Bama way and the Bama factor there on that side of the ball. And uh, I'm excited to see that That's something I've been, Kind of watching uh, as as fall camp as as pro as you know kind of went on and that's something I'm going to continue to watch and I'm really excited about what this team can do. Uh, I know Jake, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we done a, a YouTube live. Uh, and, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Tide Talk Sports and you'll see our logo there. And, and subscribe to us there and uh, keep up with us. We we're going to put some content out there, you know, pretty frequently. But you know, we I want. That's been a couple of weeks, so some things have changed, some other things have happened. But what's kind of sticking out to you right now in fall camp? And uh, we'll talk about this for a few minutes and then kind of wrap things up and 
get off to bed. We both got work in the morning. Uh, uh, but uh, just just real quick, what what's kind of sticking out to you so far about fall camp and kind of what are you looking forward to the, the, the last couple of weeks of fall camp? Um, I'm here looking at uh, Ricky's article from today. And, um, you know, it, as he said, it looks like Brian Branch has uh, pretty much has locked up the uh, starting job at Star. Uh, that's uh, very interesting, and and I'm I'm excited and ecstatic to see Malachi Moore, you know, playing well uh, or practicing well. Uh, he's already um, shining um, a lot, but um, you know, a lot of people we don't talk about the secondary, but you know, we still got some great guys uh, in the secondary. We still got uh, uh, Patrick Sertain Jr. Uh, and uh, Josh Joe. He's uh, both of them is going to be uh, the corners. Uh, they pretty much got them locked down without a doubt. Um, Battle on right will be at the safety spots, and uh, Demarco Hallam's uh, he's uh, he's emerging as a sixth uh, defensive back in the dime package. So you know, there's a lot of talent on the on the, in the secondary, and um, and I'm excited to see. I believe there's going to be a lot of interceptions, you know, through, from that secondary this year, um, and of course, defensive line. Um, it's you know, we talk about that, um, how, how deep it is. I mean, you got, you know, just depth-wise, you can interchange uh, anybody in and out and, and keep them fresh for late in the fourth quarter, if need be, for for a a stop, if need be. I don't think we're going to ever get in a situation for a late fourth quarter stop this year because, like you said, it seems like the players are hungry and they know what the focus is, and that is winning a national championship. But um, but we're going to keep a defensive front that's going to be hopefully healthy. That's the main thing. But it's going to be fresh all year long. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of – there's, and, and maybe it's because we didn't have spring ball, but every position group is, is interesting to me. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Brian Branch there at the star position, him and Malachi Moore, both are true freshmen. Yeah. Uh, from from all indications and and all of our sources have both played outstanding this fall camp and you know that's exciting. I mean that that's a tough position. You know you think of guys like Minka Fitzpatrick played that position. So I mean it's, it's a lot of special talent have played that position. And uh, for guys like Brian Branch and Malachi Moore to to be able to step into that role and uh, play at the it's very exciting, and I'm excited. Daniel Wright, who's kind of waited his turn, a redshirt junior now. Yeah, a lot of potential. Of course, we saw what Jordan Battle, Jordan Battle. <laughs> that's a tongue twister there. Yeah. Uh, uh, when he when he stepped onto the field last fall as a true freshman, uh, and of course our, our two corners like you mentioned, Job and Sertain, they're going to be solid guys. So I'm excited to watch those. But you know, I I'm also excited about on the offensive side, who is going to going to take hold of that third wide receiver position. You know, it's it's been a lot of Slade Bolden. Uh, Javon Baker is making noise. Even got another true freshman, Treshawn Holden, is making noise. So that's going to be 
I mean, because they're going to play three wide receivers a good bit. I mean, think how often they played three wide receivers the last couple of years with, with guys like Judy Ruggs and Smitty. Uh, then you even had Waddle out there some. So there's going to be a lot of three and four wide receiver sets. So I'm excited to see kind of how that third and fourth wide receiver position uh, kind of shape out over the course of fall camp and kind of who gets the looks there when we travel up oh, to yeah, Columbia, Missouri um, for, for game one. You know, that that's another interesting position battle, and that is who's going to take that, take over that thing. I didn't lose you, did I? Okay, we're going to keep booking right along. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, – I'm excited to see the running backs play out. You know, Sarkeesian mentioned yeah. how uh, he didn't want to kind of – overload Najee like he did last season it was kind of an anomaly so I'm excited to see how we how we you know treat the running back situation a lot of experience there with with two seniors and Najee and Brian Robinson so uh I'm excited to see how that goes kind of the third spot obviously and maybe even the second spot is going to be Trey Sanders and uh uh, if anybody is the president of the Trey yeah. Sanders fan club, if you want on the bandwagon with Trey Sanders <laughs> jump on because I'm driving that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now um, I just want to make uh, a point real quick. I, I, uh, I, you I know, our players uh, are led. We're led by our great coach and a uh, and a march for uh, social injustice. And a lot of people, you know, who claim to be Alabama fans, you know, said they'll never watch an Alabama game ever again. Well. You know, we don't like to get too political on these things, but okay, that's fine. I mean, you know, these guys are are marching for something that that they care about, and uh, and we have a proven leader in Saban, and you know, and if you don't if you don't agree with what they do and and want to not ever watch them again, so be it. Go away. We don't need you as a fan. You know, in the fan base because. You know these guys look and respect Nick Saban, and and Saban wanted to do it, and his players wanted to do it, and Saban was going to go do it for for his guys. So, you know, if, if you don't like that, then then jump off the out of the fan base and and go find another team to root for. Well, here here's my you know, and like Jake mentioned, we try not to get too political on here, but there's some things that you just can't. Uh, go without mentioning I'm glad you mentioned it because I'd kind of it had kind of slipped my mind because I wanted to mention it but uh you know like yeah. Jack mentioned there's been several a lot of fans and I do that with air quotes uh you know belittling the the march and all that first of all uh, just this is just obviously this is just my opinion you can think what you want <laughs> but like Saban said today I don't really care I don't have an opinion about other people's opinions. <laughs> In other words, I don't care what you think, but you know, if it's important to the players, I, I, who am right. I to tell them that it's not important then? I mean, how, I mean, how can I say it's not important? I'm not them. If it's important to them, it's important to them. You know, there's, there's my, my dad, my dad had a quote growing up. I don't know where he got it from, but it's always stuck with me and, and it applies to more than just one thing. But, you know, when, when you're a kid, you, you always think you're in love with a, with a, with a, you know, if you're a boy, you're, you're somebody you're in love with, you know, your little 
middle school sweetheart or whatever it is and you think you're really in love and and you know everybody kind of makes fun of you and they call it puppy mm-hmm. love and my dad always says well it might be puppy love but it was real to the puppy so you know th- this issue is real to the players uh therefore it's important to the players and therefore it's important to their coach and 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 Saban is going to support his guys and if it's important right. to them and if they feel like they need to do something, then they're going to do it, and, and Saban's going to be right there with them. And, and like Jake mentioned, he was out in front because he wanted to let the world know that by being out in front with his play, of his players, he was behind the players' march. He was approving of the players and what they were doing. And, you know, they they done everything peacefully. They were – I mean, from all, they, they gave great speeches, and, and it's well-thought-out speeches, much like Alex Leatherwood's a piece that he wrote uh, when when the whole thing kind of started a few months or a couple months back. And, you know, I'm proud that, that the university has young men that are, that are willing to stand up for what they believe in. I may not agree with everything that's, that's, that is going on about the social injustice stuff, but I don't have to agree with all that, but I do support the players coming together as one unit with the coaching staff and the other athletic departments when they within the University of Alabama and having a peaceful march to, to, to let their voices be heard. I mean, and if you have a problem with that, then you probably need to, to uh, do some self-evaluation and uh, maybe even get off your high horse a little bit. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think I think that's going to do it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to add, other than make sure you head to our website tidetalksports.com. Uh, like I said, we we try to bring uh, new written content multiple times a week, almost daily. We try to give you know give away all the inside information that we have regarding the program without uh, charging you a ridiculous and outrageous sub- subscription fee. So. I mean, I, I, to me, there's – And we're not being homers saying that. For, we're just being true. Uh, information regarding Alabama athletics. Yeah, I mean, there's – you can't go many places uh, for free and get the kind of information you're going to get uh, at TideTalkSports.com, and that's just plain and simple. It's it's a fact. So So write it down. Big plan is straight, TideTalkSports.com. Visit us. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And follow us on all our social media accounts. They're all at Tide Talk Sports. Uh, and, you can follow of course, me at I'm at Jay Thomas Tide. Yeah, so give Jake a follow. Give me a follow. Give our Tide Talk Sports accounts a follow. And head over to our website, TideTalkSports.com, and subscribe to our podcast, the Tide Talk Podcast. And for Stacy and Jake and all of us here at Tide Talk Sports, until next time, roll Roll Tide. Roll Tide.